Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad for the week of June 10th, 2019. Yes, June 20th, June 20th. Boy, that shows you how fried I am from Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Yes, we're on the tail end of Ghostbusters Fan Fest, so uh, we've got a, a kind of a unique episode. We've got a little bit of news, and then we're going to be uh, talking about the commentary that's on the Steel Book that just came out this week, coming out this Tuesday. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! June 20th. Oh my god, this is not going to go well, everybody. Hey, how's it going? This is Troy. Um, I'm by myself this week because uh, Chris is on his way back up to the Great White North. Uh, we just wrapped up Ghostbusters Fan Fest. As you can hear the hoarseness and the sound of my voice, it was uh, it was a fun time. It, there were some highs, some lows. Uh, we're going to have a full rundown, a full recap of things for you guys next week. Uh, we'll record that on Wednesday once Chris and I can kind of sort out our thoughts and uh, put them all together and he and I it was very difficult because we went out to dinner on uh, on Saturday night and we we did our best not to talk about the day so that uh, we would have we would have a, a spontaneous uh, and fresh discussion about it here for the podcast uh, so so that was very it was a very interesting dinner trying not to talk about it but um, I, I would say if I had to put things in perspective, I would say there were highs and there were lows. I would say uh, I think there were a lot of lessons learned from uh, Wizard World. I think that the one thing that was incredibly clear, I'm going to try to write up a blog too for, for Ghostbusters HQ, but um, what was clear to me was that Ghost Corps uh, knows their fans, loves their fans. They absolutely wanted this to be uh, an amazing once-in-a-lifetime event for them, and they really tried everything they could. and. Uh, God bless Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd and Jason Reitman and uh, Maurice LaMarche and all of these people that went to multiple panels throughout the day and they were being shuttled around uh, trying to pack in what should have been two days worth of stuff into what amounted to about six hours, which uh, I'm sure sure is going to be the majority of our conversation uh, next week about the, the show is that they really stacked stuff up. It was very difficult to see everything that you wanted to see at uh, FanFest. And I know that there were some organizational problems, some scheduling problems, and uh, so don't don't fret. We will be getting into that uh, next week. But what I would, what I, I encourage you all out there, if you were at the event, um, because all of us were so scattered, there were a lot of people that I wanted to see that I didn't get to see, uh, including um, some folks that I had prearranged. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to see these people and I'm going to shake their hand and we're going to meet for the first time. And then I never saw them on the day. Um, so sort of indicative of just what a chaotic, crazy event it was. Um, so I want to hear everybody's perspectives on the day. So if you wouldn't mind, call that voicemail, um, and, and let us know, 
your experiences, uh, things that were memorable, some things that you observed, things that you did not like. Um, we want to hear anything and everything uh, about your experiences, uh, and I think the voicemail is going to be the best way to do that. So if you do that as soon as you hear this so that we can include it in next week's episode, um, send those in here before next Saturday so that we can get those in and uh, and edited. So, um, yeah, do, do that. We want to hear from you guys because uh, the, the best part about it was meeting a lot of people that, that listened to the show, and I certainly had uh, some great stories, which I'll save for next week, uh, of meeting some listeners that... Uh, really were really touching um and i also had a few uh super emotional moments which was unexpected but um so call the voicemail 470-242-4742 um whenever you get a chance this week please even if it's just a short like i was there i loved it or i was there and i hated it and i'm asking for a refund <laughs> we want to hear uh everything uh that you guys have to to say about it but um so here's what, what's going to happen you're stuck with my uh terrible uh horse voice which um uh, especially at the end of the night we were all just screaming at each other because the sound system was just so darn loud i sound I sound really old i sound like huey lewis from back to the future i'm afraid you're just too darn loud but uh yeah it, it was really loud and i i had lost my voice by saturday but um so here's what we're gonna do um there was some news that chris and i now because of the way that the nature of the news cycle has worked and the way that we recorded we have missed a few like really key news items that I feel like if we wait one more week is just uh, waiting a little too long. So I'm going to do the news by myself in a second here. Um, and then we have a wonderful post-commentary commentary that we recorded right after recording the commentary uh, for the new 35th anniversary Steelbook edition that comes out this Tuesday. So uh, the fan commentary that you hear with myself and Chris and Sean Bishop and um, Ashley Robinson uh, and, and Eric Reich, who actually joins us on this uh, post-commentary commentary, which is very fun. Uh, so you're going to hear us, after we finished recording the commentary, went back to the uh, Ghost Corps uh, offices to regroup and, and talk things through. So uh, first up, I'm going to wing the news by myself, and then uh, that that uh, that conversation. Here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so the news. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, despite Ghostbusters Fan Fest happening, as well as the licensing expo in Las Vegas this past week, uh, there's a, a whole ton of news, uh, stuff that happened a couple weeks ago that we didn't have a chance to talk about. So um, I thought I would just front load a, a few news items here, uh, starting with Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. Um, this was something that we talked about on the, the show a couple of times because we did see uh, some ratings board stuff coming out of a Taiwanese website. And uh, there had been rumors, uh, as, as Jason Reitman pointed out at Ghostbusters Fan Fest, rumors are fun, aren't they? Um, but... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, indeed, Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered is coming out, uh, has, has been officially announced. It will be um, a cross-platform experience. Uh, we have uh, Xbox uh, One, PlayStation 4. It will be on uh, the PC once again. And the biggest surprise to me was that it will be on the Nintendo Switch, which uh, Chris and I had talked about, and we didn't think that that would be possible. But sure enough, 
uh, here it comes for the Nintendo Switch, which is going to be my platform of choice uh, this go-around. Now, there are a few things uh, to note about the remastered edition. Um, it's uh, going to be launching uh, in a few short months here, which is uh, kind of amazing. It's a quick uh, announcement and turnaround, but um, it'll be uh, launching without the multiplayer working, at least at first. Uh, the developer is, is still working on that, but they are... Um, they're, they're doing their best to get that up and running. Um, I would imagine it also varies from platform to platform, which console you're on, what uh, what your uh, particular mode of playing ends up being. They, I'm sure they have a whole slew of things that they have to figure out for the multiplayer engines uh, across, you know, Xbox is different from PlayStation and those servers on the Xbox 360 are still up and running. Uh, but on PlayStation, the PlayStation Network has not supported Ghostbusters and quite some time. So I'm sure they're having to sort a lot of that stuff out. But uh, the good news is that it looks like it's going to be a, about a 20 to $30 price point. So for those of you that uh, paid top dollar $59.95 uh, back when the game came out, uh, it there is a little bit of a discount here. Um, but, uh, you know, the game is remastered in high definition. It will be running at uh, 60 frames per second, I believe they have said. And uh, very, very cool. I mean, especially given the timing with the 35th anniversary and Jason Reitman's new movie coming out. Uh, I know a lot of people have already been going naturally back to revisit that game because uh, I, I know it is sort of the Ghostbusters sequel in our hearts and uh, with Harold's involvement as a voice actor and, and being able to chime in on the script with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, certainly it, it, it stands on its own as a great Ghostbusters story and of course uh, allows us to sort of live out some fantasies of, of being a Ghostbuster as well. So very great news. Uh, more more to come on that. There was a panel at Ghostbusters Fan Fest, and we're going to pull all of the information that came from that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But um, very excellent news, and I know that a few listeners who tuned in last week said, why no Ghostbusters the video game remastered? And true to form, we record on Wednesday nights, and guess when they announced that? Thursday, and then Fan Fest came around, and it just... It, it spiraled out of control. So, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris and I are excited about it and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it a whole lot more next week. Um, Jason Reitman, uh, before Ghostbusters fan fest posted a really fun, uh, interesting teaser image, his, his Instagram. You, I mean, he did say that he, he's going to be putting this, uh, movie together and, uh, revealing through, through his own, um, accord, some things that he thinks are going to be fun and, and exciting surprises. And, uh, this particular one, he, he found the orange piece of gear that sort of looks like something that comes out of an auto shop. Um, you'll, you'll vividly remember it from the original film because it's as the guys are getting kicked out of Columbia university, the guy who's rocking to air supply is wheeling it out of their office. It's that, uh, sort of L shaped, uh, console that's on a, a wheelie stand. Uh, and apparently somewhere, somehow, uh, Jason Reitman and his production crew have found a similar piece of gear, if not the same piece of gear, which is highly doubtful. There's I, knowing how, how difficult it is to store things, including dailies, which we can talk about in a second here. But, uh, uh, I doubt that that's the exact same one that was in the movie, but uh, very cool. I don't know how it's going to incorporate into the film. If it's incorporating into the film, maybe they were out prop shopping and, and just happened to come across that. Uh, who knows, but stay tuned on that front. Uh, but yes, yeah, speaking of the Ghostbusters fan fest, something that we will talk about more in depth next week. Um, not a whole lot that was revealed in terms of big uh, shoot for the moon announcements, but we do have some some clarity on Jason Reitman's movie. We do know that it starts filming in five weeks time out in Calgary, uh, and they're still wrapping up uh, casting and getting all of that put together. But uh, he did talk very uh, candidly about the three cast members that have been announced, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, and McKenna Grace. 
and uh, talked about how they are a familial unit. And the big revelation there is that they have a connection to the Ghostbusters universe of past, but even they don't know what that connection is. Um, so uh, again, kind of point in case talking about how uh, you should try to avoid spoilers as much as you can for this movie. It seems to me like that's a uh, uh, it, the characters on screen are going to be learning a lot of these surprises too. So you should maybe uh, embrace the fact that we'll be learning at the same time that these characters will be learning about uh, certain things. But um, so that was very cool. He also did mention that uh, Bill Murray has quote, read the script. Sigourney Weaver has quote, read the script. Ernie Hudson has quote, read the script. And Dan Aykroyd has quote, read the script. Now those were the, the four that he mentioned at Ghostbusters Fan Fest. It wasn't an official announcement that these, uh, these cast members are returning, but, uh, and I think that's why he worded it with has read the script is he cannot officially confirm nor deny because maybe they're still uh, letting the ink dry on some contracts or something. But uh, again, all stuff that Chris and I will be talking about next week, I'm sure. But uh, in order to keep timely, uh, very, very much worth mentioning. We also uh, got a really wonderful, there was a director's panel, um, which uh, they were gracious enough. We we have the audio from it. We're going to play it for you later this week in its entirety. So uh, stay tuned to the CrossRip feed and you can hear that entire director's panel between Ivan Reitman, Jason Reitman, and Paul Feig. Um, and it, it was a great half hour conversation about uh, casting and directing uh, Ghostbusters films and and how they each approached their films. And um, there was a lot of very, um, you know, uh, Jason was very complimentary toward uh, Paul Feig, which was wonderful to see because he essentially said that Paul Feig helped kick down the doors and show that anybody can be a Ghostbuster and, and, and helped sort of break that mold so that uh, he he was able to make his film that he's making now, which was very, very fun to, to hear. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, later this week, we're going to be playing that in, in the CrossRip feed. Um, and then uh, all the other stuff, let's, let's wait for next week that we can talk about. Um, uh, for those of you that were looking for Ghostbusters Slurpees up in Canada, uh, terrible news. By the time you hear this, uh, they have ended their run. So I uh, hope you got your fill of uh, watermelon apple flavored uh, Slurpees and those giant big gulp cups. And, and please check your blood sugar often because, oof, boy, oh boy. Um, anyway, uh, so other news that came out uh, just before FanFest, but we, we got a lot of clarity on that. Uh, Eagle Moss has officially revealed their subscription plan uh, to do a one-eighth scale Ectomobile, and the end product is... Uh, unbelievably cool. We saw it at FanFest uh, this past weekend. Um, they're, I mean, flattering to me, uh, they're using terminology from the Haynes Ecto Manual, which uh, I got a huge kick out of. They're talking about the PKE detection array and stuff that we put together with Ghost Core and and, and wrote into the canon. So uh, Eagle Moss is really running with that. So uh, thank, thank you if you guys are out there listening. I really enjoy that. But uh, the the subscription-based service starts this fall, and uh, you, I think it's like 111 total subscriptions. So it's going to be one long build. So if you want to get in at the ground level and start building your uh, one-eighth scale die-cast ectomobile, and this thing is it's so detailed and it's so accurate and it has all of these chromed out parts and it's going to have lights and sounds and uh, a whole bunch of, of cool things. Uh, so you'll want to get in on that and, and it'll be fun as a community to build that uh, one piece at a time. So check out Eagle Moss's website, uh, to learn how you can uh, sub- subscribe to that. Um, Oh, the case with shoes. Those were also on display and, and we can talk about those next week with Chris when he's here because I know he's he's a sneakerhead and he loves talking about that kind of stuff. But uh, K-Swiss revealed these two uh, shoes, a Slimer and a Stay Puffed variation. 
these Stay Puffed ones are these uh, <laughs> great uh, red, white, and blue uh, uh, sneakers that Jason Reitman rocked on Friday night at the uh, the Ghostbusters screening that was in downtown Los Angeles. And the Slimer shoes are, of course, all green, sort of like a green-on-green green variation. Uh, they were selling them at Ghostbusters Fan Fest, and I do believe that they will be hitting sneaker shops uh, very soon, if they have not already. Um, but going price for those, uh, the Slimers, I believe were about 150 and the stay puffed ones were 200 or 250 They're They're pricey, but, uh, if you're a sneaker collector, that's, uh, nothing that you probably bat an eyelash at. Uh, they're very cool. They also, uh, at FanFest and, uh, for some of the sneaker shops are coming with a, uh, limited edition Ghostbusters Sony Walkman, uh, in celebration of the 35th anniversary of, uh, Ghostbusters, but also the Walkman is celebrating an anniversary. I don't believe it's the 35th. It might be. Uh, the, no, it might actually be the 35th. When was the first walk? No, no, it's gotta be more than that. It's probably like the 40th anniversary, but, uh, yeah, the, the Sony Walkman, uh, of course, no, not a cassette player anymore. It holds all of your awesome digital beeps and boops music. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm so loopy. Um, but, uh, so, so that's, that's a very rare, uh, limited edition thing that comes with those, uh, sneakers. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Chronicle Collectibles was showing off some uh, real Ghostbuster statues. Chris and I can talk about that next week. Um, Spirit of Halloween was showing off what they're calling a, quote, life-size terror dog. It's a little bit smaller than life-size, but uh, still pretty impressive, especially if you've got uh, a, a front porch or a stoop or uh, some sort of a doorway that you can put two of them in front of your uh, front door. Uh, it's it's going to be it's gonna be pretty intimidating come Halloween for somebody to walk up and there's... Uh, Vince and Zool waiting for them uh, at the door as they knock for trick-or-treating. But uh, So check that out. Spirit has a whole lot of things that are coming out uh, uh, soon. Um, Blixer, I believe, is the name of it. I didn't write it in my rundown here for myself, but uh, there's a jewelry company that's doing some limited uh, 35th anniversary um, necklaces and rings and, and some Ghostbusters-themed jewelry. Uh, some of it, I believe, was supposed to be on display at FanFest, but I, I didn't see it. I'm not sure if the booth was there or not, but... Uh, Again, don't don't hold me to it, guys, because FanFest was one whirlwind and a little crazy. Uh, again, hey, stay tuned next week. Call the voicemail. We want to hear what you thought. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's, that's pretty much all of the news that's fit to print at the moment. And, of course, a full rundown coming next week, uh, including our, our recap on, on FanFest. Um, but what I do want to do is the news uh, this week, the, the most pressing thing, is that Sony Pictures Home Entertainment has released a 35th anniversary Ghostbusters Steelbook Edition, uh, which comes with the 4K UHD version of both Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Um, and then there's a whole Blu-ray disc that's packed with uh, special features on it that uh, they were uh, kind enough to send to me in advance to take a look at. And uh, there are some huge, I mean, there's gems on there. The, the bummer is that uh, Jason Reitman had this surprise at FanFest where he revealed a bunch of raw dailies that they came, uh, that they got out of a salt mine in Utah. They went and found all of the original dailies of Ghostbusters, and there was a lot of stuff that we had never seen before. And unfortunately, because they just found it last Thursday, quite literally last Thursday as you're listening to this, uh, it is not on this new uh, Steelbook edition. So I guess uh, maybe in the 40th anniversary, they, they did joke about doing like a Lawrence of Arabia five-hour cut of Ghostbusters at some point with all the material that they found. But uh, in the meantime, 35th anniversary, you get this awesome 4K UHD uh, steelbook set and the Blu-ray disc uh, that has all the bonus features has um, this, this show, rest, uh, show West reel, which is uh, Dan Aykroyd and, and Bill Murray pitching the 
the original 1984 film to exhibitors uh, at, and theater owners. And it's, it's very fun. It's, it's kind of raw. Uh, it was before they put music in it and there's a few kind of rough edits, but it's still pretty funny, especially if you put yourself in the shoes of these executives in suits that are watching this video in 1983, it would have been, but um, so that's, that's a, a fun gem, but my favorite thing on that, that disc, uh, and of course, everybody's been talking about the Fort Detmering scene, which, um, I, I think I've talked about here on the show. I was uh, fortunate enough to, to help, <laughs> help them be archeologists and uncover. Uh, we went digging through, uh, some of the storage facility that, uh, existed from, from days of old and found these film canisters, uh, uh, and just buried, buried under boxes and boxes and boxes. And, and, as if by some fortuitous magical moment, the box was labeled Ghostbusters outtakes. And uh, we all looked at each other like, Oh, Oh my God, is that? No, it can't be. And of course one of them was labeled Fort Detmering. So, uh, yeah, a couple, couple, uh, couple of really great archeological dig finds that were found in a storage locker, uh, two or three years ago. But, um, so yeah, so the Fort Detmering scene is on there. It is very short. Uh, I know a lot of people were hyping it up, but it, it's fun to see, uh, that kind of thing. There's also some additional scenes in there where you get to see the Ghostbusters being Ghostbusters, which is fun, but, uh, sorry. So I going back to my original, uh, train of thought here. Uh, my favorite thing on that particular bonus disc is there is an unused, tr- uh, teaser trailer. I was about to say trailer, but it was a teaser trailer for Ghostbusters two that was supposed to come out in 1988. And it is the full, well, basically the full version of the commercial that you see Jack Hardemeyer watching in the movie. And, um, you do see, you know, maybe a sliver of it, maybe like two or three seconds, you know, the half price of we all gone mad. You see that in the film. Uh, but the rest of it is actually on this Blu-ray and it is, it's amazing. Keep your eyes on Harold Ramis, uh, because the, the acting or I guess non acting that he's doing where he's looking down and stepping on his marks and he's waiting for his cue to say a line. And they're all just kind of, they're acting as if a director has told them use your hands. So they've got their hands up in there and they're acting really big. It's, it's so funny. Check it out. But if that would have been the teaser trailer to the movie, it would have been a lot of fun. And even Ivan Reitman, uh, at FanFest said he, he watched that and he was like, why didn't we use that? That is gold. I can't believe that wasn't in the movie or at least in the teaser trailer, but um, so yeah, I mean, this, this Blu-ray disc, this, the steelbook set, I know a lot of people say I've bought, um, 12 versions of Ghostbusters at this point between VHS, Betamax, DVD, Blu-ray, Blu-ray 2, UHD, uh, there's, there's a uh, laser disc. Uh, some people bought it on high eight for those of us that wanted to watch it on the go on our little portable high eight players. Um, so I, there are a lot of things in there for you and, uh, and including a new commentary with, uh, Ivan and Dan on Ghostbusters 2. So there's, there's some good, uh, Ghostbusters 2 bonus features. Oh, and then there's also an Oprah Winfrey special with the cast that's been online, but it's a great, uh, a great quality version of that. The entire EPK of Ghostbusters 2 is on there. So you have all of the, uh, they call them sound bites, but it's all of the like sit down interviews with the cast and the crew a lot of B-roll. It's, it's almost like an hour and a half of behind the scenes on Ghostbusters 2 and, and stuff in there that I uh, I don't think I had seen. So um, it's totally worth the purchase. Um, and especially now that it's coming out, uh, I'm seeing it sort of deeply discounted on, on Amazon and at Target and places like that. But amid those special features, um, and I don't know why it's always at, it's at the top of the press releases and it's at the top of the back of the packaging, which is really it's bizarre because it should not be the top item. There's a lot more on there that's more important than this, but uh, there is a fan commentary 
uh, with myself and Chris Stewart and Sean Bishop, my longtime friend, and you know him out there. Uh, so you might know him as Vankman71. He uh, was a member of Ghostbusters fans and the Proptopia boards and uh, may at some point have helped you uh, put together your proton pack or given you some tips or tricks on your ectomobiles. Uh, so he, he really uh, had a lot to add. And he's a filmmaker himself. He's a director who does uh, animation and, and is working on uh, some really cool projects right now. Um, so he had some great insight. Um, and then uh, uh, Ashley, who is uh, who's I had never met and was unfamiliar with her podcast, but um, she uh, joined us uh, to kind of give us a, a new perspective on things. And, and the commentary was great because she would ask questions that we were able to answer and we were kind of able to fill in some some time when we didn't have stuff to talk about uh, to answer her questions. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. But what we did is after we recorded on the Sony lot, that particular commentary, we went back to Ghost Core and we um, we we sort of decompressed and we recorded it and uh, we thought we would share it with you now. So here now going back into the past is us having just recorded the commentary for the Steelbook edition that is on uh, shelves this Tuesday. Okay, so as uh, we just mentioned, very exciting. We are now in a room uh, with the members of the fan commentary uh, that was recorded for the 35th anniversary release of Ghostbusters. Very fun stuff. Um, unfortunately, we are minus one member who, who had to leave. but uh, Ashley she's couldn't say. So she's out with there. us in spirit. But, uh, so yes, yeah, so Chris and I are joined by Mr. Eric Reich. Hello. And Mr. Sean Bishop. Hello. And again, uh, Ashley's here with us in spirit. But uh, yeah, so uh, the magic of podcasting, we are recording this after we recorded the commentary track. Uh, so that's why all of us sound a little hoarse, and we have been talking for two hours. Uh, but well, ha half of that was Eric telling us all about Ghostbusters, the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear. Stomping on Christmas. <laughs> Wait till you see it. Why are you pinching him so hard? I didn't hard? say anything. That was a lie for comedy. Please don't fire Eric. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but, it's already been shot. But uh, needless to say, I feel like... All of us are kind of in shock. Uh, speaking for myself, I don't know if I can speak for you guys. Shock or a high? Shock I'm kind of enjoying a body high. I'm in a high know. shock, yeah. I think. Because uh, I know that a lot of people are thinking, like, okay, there's a fan commentary on this disc. It's got to have thousands and thousands and thousands of people because there are so many fans. And uh, there were the four or five of us uh, on the track. So it was, uh, I feel like we were speaking as a proxy. Like, we were there to talk for... People Agreed. around the globe, yeah. which is a, a big responsibility. That's why I got nervous. I'm like, oh god, I got to say something that everybody's gonna like. And, well, yeah. we, we we mentioned that we're all part of a community, and that if asked, we could all probably name one or two people that we were like, right. if we could swap out, and they could swap in. It's yeah, just logistically. Right. So yeah. that's that's the answer. Why us schmucks? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Made my job hard. <laughs> well, out no, by, okay. By, but it was here. No, no, no. Let's just stop for a second here. He works at Ghost Car. That's why you wrote a book about the Ecto. That's why Sean has an Ecto and Bill Pax. That's why I'm the guy who wanted it off the street. Like, is this the new man of Black Commentary? Let's go. Yeah. We were also the ones, only ones available on a random Thursday. On, a, on a Thursday yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Geographical proximity. That's... Uh, and we pulled this together pretty fast. I it, was yeah. very it, was, fast. it was a very short order thing. And... And almost immediately, I, 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 I mean, I didn't get to talk to you beforehand, but you and I talked about it. Almost immediately, we, we thought about all everybody else out there. Oh, God, we yes. Like, 
Of course. Like, All this of is the gonna people be so cool. with infinite yeah. knowledge that could have been, and, and the bummer is, and, and maybe it was just me because everything went by in a blur. All of the things that you want to say, and then you realize that that was 20 minutes ago. And I know. Yeah. The, the conversation pieces, so if we had somebody that has an encyclopedic knowledge like Michael Tanaka or Alex Newborn or like all of the stuff that we could fill and pack a commentary with, it's like, how do you get it all in there? Damn, yeah. the movie's not long. That opening scene, my first line that I ran down was going to say, oh, that's Joe Magic walking by. And oh, we were already <laughs> talking about <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. to say that. Dang it. So fun. There's, there's so much to love about the movie to talk about and the movie's just not long enough yeah. I mean, to get all the info the, the GB Minute guys have the right format they pick a minute and then they spend <laughs> 30 spend minutes to 45 minutes talking about that one. Yeah. that's the only way you can get the yeah. data density that'll be on the alternate commentary track <laughs> yeah exactly the 20 hour long commentary uh, but the thing that I loved about it and, and there's a lot of like I, I feel sorry for the poor audio editor that has to deal with yeah. that overlapping and stuff. But I, I was fascinated hearing all of the things that you guys have seen in your 500 viewings of the movie that I have never pointed out. Like you pointed out the tank on the back of the firefighter that's the same <laughs> tank that's on the Ecto, uh, that same A6 tank. Tiny it's like, bit bigger, but yes. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy, those little details and things that well, we've I, all observed. I'll tell you one thing, there's a handful of things I didn't see until we watch it this time, I'm like, oh, I never noticed that. I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah Like Janine peeking out from behind the file cabinet <laughs> when, when Peck is there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that. That's so funny. It was always going to be uh, a nice and incomplete commentary because even now that it's recorded, we will go on and we will continue to find <laughs> new things yeah. and share them with everybody and they'll find new. I mean, even before we came here, uh, a couple people found that the stairwell... Where they were taking uh, slime samples in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yeah, that was Paul Rudolph. Yeah. Paul Rudolph and yeah. posted up on Spook Central there, and it was kind of, again, like, it. we're not done. It'll go. Yeah, this stuff. <laughs> yeah. 35 years later, what are you guys doing for the 50th anniversary? <laughs> That's pre Being old. No. Um, Resting, hopefully. I yeah. we'll, we'll all be ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Amen. No, sir. no, no, no. But I mean, you know, I, I really hope the fans feel like. We were having a type of conversation we would be have in any one of our homes, all watching it together, 100%. you know, for yep. the five hundredth time. You know, that was, you know, so they could all be here with us doing it. You know, it was great. Yeah, that. I mean, Eric, do you? When you were sitting in there with us nerds, were you like, "Oh God, what have I gotten myself into?" Like, <laughs> I was just trying to be quiet, listening to you guys, <laughs> trying to learn something from you. Um, uh, I appreciate you putting this together and bringing us in, and I think it's probably. Um, important to let the fans know what a champion you are for the franchise as well Absolutely. as the fans. I, I don't think it's said enough how much you actually do. And you guys have to realize how much how much love that Eric has for this franchise. Or, you know, he's the keeper of things that, <clears throat> that are just amazing, including the original Ecto-1. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he, all, you're always trying to champion that car and, and take care of it and stuff. And I mean, it just, we. Only drives it on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And puts premium unleaded gas. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, uh, thank you for all that you've done personally to um, create this amazing what the franchise has become because I know a lot of it has come from you. So I, I thank appreciate you. it. Appreciate that a lot. I know, I know on occasions that we get to cross paths and we talk. And we bring up this thing that's coming up. You know it's got to be but. And you're like, yeah, we know. We know. We're doing our best. Yeah. You're already ahead of the curve. You're, you've already anticipated the fans. Yeah. You're doing your best. Yeah, I think that's the toughest part, probably, is just staying one step ahead of everyone. 
But you're you like, do yeah, it. I'm trying, I'm trying. You do it, for, and you do it with so many different hats on because I don't think people understand that you are doing the fan outreach and, and talking to us uh, geeks and nerds, which is amazing, but at the same time, you are in charge of all of the licensing. Yeah, he, he's got and, a real job. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's not just here to make sure fans are happy. I guess what I'm saying is if any of Eric's immediate supervisors are listening, that extra bonus that you got at uh, Christmas time, maybe, maybe double that. Maybe a slice of yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe a little... Give the poor guy an extra yeah, something. Something. Thing, something uh, but a cookie yeah. basket perhaps <laughs> that would be right um but no um, i appreciate it and obviously like if it weren't for the fans and you guys i wouldn't even have this job so it's also thank you guys as well i really appreciate it I, oh now that you put it that way yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna turn the turn this around on you guys now. i'm not comfortable with all this attention <laughs> with all the adulation yeah. well, i mean what 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 goes through your fan your 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 mind when you see people like us crop up you're like oh this person legit oh built an Ecto-1 yeah. in his backyard. You're like, okay. It's actually really fun Stunker. for me because like, I do all this behind closed doors for the most part. Right. And a lot of stuff I can't talk about. So when I'm around people that geek out just as much as I do in I private know. in my office, I know. it's fun to, uh, to share it with people. Awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we definitely do. All of the fans appreciate everything that you do for this, and you're just excited. Um, well, and to that note, uh, the 35th anniversary uh, disc that is out now uh, is jam-packed with a lot of things that Eric has lovingly cultivated that we have been begging oh, for God. Yep. for God knows how 35 yeah. years. Like, I want to see that. So um, you, you just need a big sticker on the on the back right next to the special features that says, ta-da! <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you wanted it, you got it. Stop emailing me. <laughs> enough enough was enough here. <laughs> Leave me alone. What's crazy is most of that stuff was found in just Ivan's random storage unit up in Santa Barbara. Sony didn't even have any of it. Wow. So that's partly the reason some of this is so rough yeah. is because it was just laying in reels. But it was um, it was completely a hypothetical until now. So yeah, yeah. rough is fine. What, yeah. I've seen Storage Wars. That is one storage <laughs> unit I would love to bid a dollar on. We're here at Ivan Reitman's storage unit. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at all these props. I actually was just up there looking for more stuff uh, this past weekend. And there's stuff from like every single, you know, Space Jam, Dave. I wow. found the wig from uh, Beethoven. That, uh, <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's so Funny. crazy. Oh my God. But again, this just wanders off set with this stuff. It's in a story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just leaving with Charles this. this. <laughs> Uh, well, if anyone has a right to, I would uh, absolutely. Yeah. Small aside, what we're not involved with, but you were, is Ghostbusters 2 now has a commentary track. That's true. Um, Ivan, Dan, and Joe Magic all sat down together earlier this morning and uh, recorded a new commentary track watching Ghostbusters 2. Is it, exciting. This is cannot wait to hear. Dan's it. done a lot of sorry, a lot of little burby stuff we've seen online and, and done a lot of like interviews the scenes, and documentaries. Like this that, is his yeah. first commentary for Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. First time. Okay. How'd it go? Uh, it went really well. They had a fun time. Uh, <laughs> I heard they told some new stories that I haven't heard before. Oh, awesome. And uh, just enjoyed it. I shouldn't have asked that question because now I'm sitting here going, no, now we have to wait for it. <laughs> like, it's out now. We're watching I was gonna it. Say As you're listening to this, we're watching it. <laughs> the magic yeah. of embargoes. We've now heard it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You're listening to this podcast. We're watching that DVD. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, uh, we have occupied a lot of Eric's time, uh, so we're going to let him go. And uh, I, again, I beg all of you, if you don't have it already in your hands, go pick up that 35th anniversary do disc it. because it is well worth your while. Do you want, uh, do you want to quickly give a shout out to the 
the people that uh, uh, held our hands from and made Sony. us feel welcome? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, both Jeremy and Derek from Sony, who were in charge, and Joe, who wasn't there, but they're in charge of uh, the DVDs, and they're really doing the hard work of uh, editing together all the scenes that we found and uh, putting out, uh, putting together the commentaries and everything. So, uh, thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everyone's going to be delighted. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, why did you go with the orange slime covers? No. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> uh, crap starter in the midst. Always uh, Chris. Um, well, on that note, we're going we're gonna to sign off. We're going to throw, with you. throw back to ourselves in the future. In the future. Here are Chris future. and Troy, not knowing what is in store for them <laughs> several months down the line. Yes. No idea. Um... <laughs> All right, we need to get out of your hair. Yes. Don't buy the taco. What? <laughs> Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. YouTube. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, so there it was, the uh, Troy Solo podcast plus uh, a little trip in a time machine uh, back back to us with stars in our eyes, unbelieving that we had just done this. Unbelieving. God, I am so tired. Pay no attention to me. Why am I doing this? Chris, why would you make me do this by myself? I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was incredible, and I still am pinching myself. Uh, I can't believe... Even being remotely involved in this franchise uh, continues to just humble me. I'm, I'm, I don't know what this life is that I'm living. Sometimes, guys, it's it's very strange and it's very wonderful, and I do count myself lucky uh, every single day and with every single thing, especially like stuff like this where you're on the disc that comes out for the 35th anniversary. Um, somebody at FanFest uh, asked me, you know, do you, are you stressed out by that? Are you is does does that put a lot of weight on the on the shoulders of you and you have the the responsibility to kind of act as the voice and I, I said yes it does it is it is unbelievably stressful but you know we we count ourselves lucky to to be uh, given that responsibility and to be given these opportunities to be doing things like recording fan commentaries and uh to be able to go to places like fan fest and um uh, it just seems like every day there is there's something that is new and surprising and um, I, 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 I know I've said it here on the podcast before, but I definitely don't take it for granted. And I know Chris, I, he shares the same sen- sentiment, uh, that, you know, we're, we're really, uh, we're really fortunate. And, uh, and, and in most cases, as we mentioned in that particular, uh, sit down, you know, decompression afterwards, uh, we, we, we do it because we want to be your proxy. We want to be there for, for everybody out there because it is, it's very difficult to, as, as we saw at Ghostbusters Fan Fest, it's very difficult to get 
hundreds of thousands of fans of the same property all together at the same time. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so again, thank you to uh, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Thank you to Eric at Ghost Core. Uh, thanks to my uh, friends Chris and Sean for joining me on this adventure. Um, and uh, thanks to you guys out there for continuing your support uh, and continuing to listen. And uh, because you guys are always so so kind and supportive, I think that's why we we get these opportunities. Is because um, you know everybody out there is just so nice and generous and and uh, supports us and. If you guys, I think if you guys hated us, maybe we would have disappeared by now. Um, or maybe you hate us and we're still around and you, you, and you still hate us. Um, but uh, so at any rate, uh, so yes, so next week we're going to be talking about FanFest. We will do the full decompression. We will talk about all of the news items that came out of that. Um, and I think it will help that if you listen to the uh, director's panel that we'll be playing later this week, um, that will... Will certainly help uh, as a as a little bit of a primer for the discussion that we're going to have together, uh, Chris and myself next week. But um, and and again, I encourage you hit the voicemail, uh, and I'll give you that number one more time. Are you ready? You got the pen? You got the paper? Here we go. Four seven zero two four two four seven four two. Call and and even if it's just like a five second, you know, uh, had a great time, met Dan Aykroyd, loved it, um, or. Uh, stood in line for two hours, didn't get to see shit, and I hated it. <laughs> like, tell us, tell us what you guys thought of FanFest because we want to incorporate your voices. Uh, again, going to, going back to trying to be the proxy for for everybody. We want to make sure that your voices are heard. So uh, call the voicemail. And uh, on that note, guys, I'm gonna go like take a shot of whiskey and sleep for 20 hours. Just kidding. We have a kid. I'm gonna go to, to bed and wake up in like five hours. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk more next week. See you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.